Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Co-hosting with me today is producer, actress, artist, and fellow podcaster. She is constantly searching for the meaning behind everything and can be spotted running around Los Angeles interviewing unique and inspiring people for her current show, Life Reflected, on YouTube. Juliette Lamar, thanks for co-hosting with me today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here, excited to meet our guest, and it's going to be really fun. Yeah, you're, you've been producing this thing, and finally <laughs> we get your interesting uh, take on the show itself. Our guest today is a self- whoop, whoop. <laughs> I've interrupted you Cats already. Out of the bag. I can't wait. Oh yeah, I can see that I'll be directing yeah, yeah. this conversation. <laughs> right, I'll take over from here, please. Um, I guess I should say our two guests today, but the older one is born <clears throat> in South Africa, Emmy-nominated, Loki award-winning actress, producer, director, writer, entrepreneur, and platinum-selling recording star. She's graced the covers of over 150 magazines all over the world. Oh, Lord, just two more than me. <laughs> And With no clothes on, I mean, all of them were full. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, Mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the peak of her career and a household name, Down Under, she moved to Hollywood where nobody gave a crap. She had to nearly start over and rebuild her now-hopping film and music career. You might recognize her from numerous TV and film roles, including the hit TV series Pretty Little Liars and movies Home Away and Aquamarine. She and her husband have a five-year-old daughter and are expecting their second baby literally today. Today, I feel like if I go into labor, this will be your most downloaded podcast, I think so. and that, and I like to just win, just in general. Yeah, so, of like, I'm really trying Let's do it. for my water to break. So, I brought a big like, needle. That's that's the podcast I want to listen to. We can we can yeah. just. You know. Just pop that. Yeah, pop, Just that pop it. I'm ready to be traumatized. Let's do it. <laughs> so anyway, Tam and Pamela, Pamela Sursak, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so but much. Oh, is Tam and Sursak really how it's pronounced? Yes, Tam and like salmon, Sursak like sir and the sock on your foot. It's it's yeah, correct. and it's Pamela, accurate. yeah, Pamela. I don't even know where that came from. I think my mom just threw it in there. She's like, I like that name, Tam Pam. But these days, like, I don't even have a name for my baby right now. So it's like, you know, we're just going to call her girl, like I told you. Like that that TV show. Uh, what is it? The movie? Uh, the Bird, Bird Box. Box. Or just call her baby, you know. Baby's a good name. Baby's a good name. B-A-B-I. The fir- it's funny because the first, <laughs> the first kid, like, you have everything planned and the room's planned and you, you have, like, a birth plan. And we, I had a doula and I had my placenta person coming to pick up my placenta. And this one I'm like. I think we should probably get another car seat. <laughs> There's going to be a baby. And I said to my husband, I was like, we should probably get some onesies too because, like, she has no clothes. Oh, because your you know kid's I mean? five years old. You yeah. Know, just, like, save it. I mean, I did save some of it, but, like, my friends were just, like, just roll her in a sheet. And I'm like, that's what happens to the second kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, Do they need them, clothes? Roll them in a towel. They came out with no clothes on. They don't need clothes. That's the way nature made them. I my uh, My first kid came out. Right around the time of the digital camera, yeah, we have thousands of pictures from his first 12 months. My second kid, <laughs> no. we have about 300 pictures, and they were all on one hard drive, and she herself, when she was big enough to crawl around, found it and smashed it. No, so you, oh. not, so <laughs> you don't even know if she begins. was even there. I don't yeah. even know she's my kid. So yeah. uh, we, we had to call everybody who might have pictures of her and be like, hey, can we get your pictures? We had to start Photoshopping her in. Here's where you were with your grandma. Uh, let's talk about that first kid. So... Uh, you know, she was ten point five pounds. That's I, at the end. At the end. How did it start? How was your pregnancy? How did you find wee out? Wee you were wee oh, I know how it started. <laughs> <laughs> I think I called my husband. I, I just I was twenty nine years old, and I was like, I want to have a baby. And my husband's like was on board because he just says yes because he's a smart man. <laughs> and um, I, I remember him being at a meeting, and I peed on that ovulation kit stick. 
and it said you're ovulating. It was like the biggest meeting of his life. And I called him. It was in the middle. He said, are you okay? I said, you must come home and have sex with me right now. He's like, I'm in a really important meeting. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care if you're speaking to the president. You need to come home. Um, so he came home very scared and like, you know, with his, uh, <laughs> he was like, please don't hurt me. Or this t- the yeah, please don't hurt me or tie me up. I swear I'm a good boy. <laughs> um, and I remember very distinctly, you know, obviously making love and ha- getting pregnant with her. And it was straight away. Wait a second. My why second one was you, not the same. Why were you ovulation testing? I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Just right it? away in the first time, hey, let's have a baby. I'll, we'll have to test the ovulation. Yeah, I knew a lot about, like, how to get pregnant because I spent my whole life trying not to get pregnant. Right. <laughs> so I was like... It's been a no-brainer. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, don't have sex in these this period of time. And then with Phoenix, I was like, definitely. But I became such a tyrant about it that my poor husband, like, we... We must have had sex like 26 times within three days. Because of the monitor? No, because I was ovulating. I was ovulating, yeah, so just... I was like, I need everything that you have to give me it in like these you three took days. Everything you had. To I, give the me. poor thing was like sick after, like after after three days. He had no energy. He was dying. He looked like he, you know, had Even pneumonia. Did uncle. you did you plan to have uh, a girl? Is also because I know some people plan their ovulation about like the the gender of the kid too. No, I think the first one I was happy to have whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I, my. I have an older brother, so I actually thought I'd have a boy and then a girl. But we were super. Did you find out? Oh yeah, I'm not. During? I'm right not, away. I'm not really into surprises. Mm. My whole life is a surprise. Like I'm like, when am I going to get a job? Like I just want to. <laughs> like when yep. am I going to work again? What's the meaning of life? Like I don't. I don't want to know. Like what happens when you die? Like I just you know. I I need to know what sex my so baby is. So things that you can know, you want to know. Oh for sure. I'm not like the baby comes out and I'm like it's twins. Like I don't want no. I want to know. Hey, mate, I'm been. on board with that because yeah. there are so yeah. many unknowns. Excuse How was your pregnancy, now? that first pregnancy? It was really great, actually. I think it was mainly because I was young. Twenty, I was 29 years old. Um, people don't get pregnant, really, especially in Los Angeles. And, like, well, my friends weren't pregnant, so I felt like my body was ready for it. Um, it was a great pregnancy. I did have high fluid. So they had to monitor that. My birth plan was not exactly how I wanted it to Do you think that's because you had sex 26 times? There was a lot of fluid. Yeah, and just like I kept having sex throughout my whole pregnancy. I'm all about <laughs> the pregnancy sex because there's so many hormones. So I was like so into it. More than um, when you're not pregnant? Yes, definitely. Even at the end? Definitely, yeah. I know people think it's so strange, but I was just like, will someone please climb on top of me? <laughs> and my so husband's like running in the other direction. Not me again. <laughs> um, Until his leash ran out. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, come back. Um, was no, he worried about it? Mm, that's where dimples come from. Dimples. Oh, you know? the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he actually wasn't. He was pretty, he was pretty cool about it. But uh, I know some men are definitely not. But for me... It f- made me feel really good. Okay. You know, I felt I felt good. I felt sexy. I felt like us having sex made me feel more more attractive in my own body. The second baby's different, though. It's like you have a kid in your room, like you know, <laughs> a kid in your room, a kid in your room. Yeah, so. just like don't touch me. I'm so mm. big. It's, it's um, crowded. But the here. first one, I was yeah, definitely into it. And then right afterwards, did that sex drive just jump right off? It does, actually. It drops for a couple of months afterwards, which everyone will say that with breastfeeding and mm-hmm. hormone changes. And I actually went through a lot of postpartum anxiety after I had my daughter because I just was not prepared. You know, you're so worried about the actual birth. You don't think about the after effects mm-hmm. of 
hormones, what that can do to your body, you know, what you're going to feel like when the baby comes out and you look at your body and it's different, what it does to your relationship, what it does to your friends, how the fact that you have no support and no community. And there are, I didn't have any women who had kids. So it was a big drop for me after the fact. I think it'll be different with this one because I have a whole community and network of women who we all support each other and love each other. So, you know. Oh, you have good peeps. Yeah. I know some of your peeps. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> what my wife does, by the way. That's her whole career is, is called the afterbirth plan. She it's helps people get ready for those changes yeah. that take place afterwards before they happen. So yeah, while yeah. you're still pregnant. Yeah. If we could turn back time. If we could turn back time. Just different. This could be that interlude. This bopping back and forth is the most exercise I've had all year. <laughs> why, do you think people, why do you think people don't pay attention to the afterbirth plan? And you, it surprised you. And so many women say, mm-hmm. oh, man, I had the baby and then this. And if we know it, why are we not doing anything about it? That's a good question. Generally speaking, I think that during pregnancy, people are very excited, especially the first one, very excited mm-hmm. and focused on – the, the baby. birth and mm-hmm. how the baby's going to get out, that, you know, 24-hour period or so of, of getting the baby out without thinking of the 24 years or so afterwards where you have to, like, <laughs> raise them in your Well, house. you have to have a ch- – yeah, like a child. I'm like, now what? Yeah. But even the breastfeeding, like, for me was really difficult and no one really explained how difficult that could be, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't – I wasn't expecting – I thought I've got, you know – pretty normal sized breasts and I thought all the milk would everyone's like I've got so much milk I have to put it in my freezer and freeze it (laughs) I would like pump for like I don't know why they were just talk like that to all my friends Um, but I I had to like pump for literally two hours and get the tiniest bit of milk and it was just so depressing and it hurt and it was it was a it was a really hard time for me so this pregnancy I'm going to do the best I can um, and then see what happens you were making milk but you were having a hard time delivering the milk? I was making little milk. Oh, not enough milk. Mm-hmm. Enough mm. milk. Can I have yours next time? Of course. Yeah. I have above average size breasts. And uh, <laughs> I did try to latch one time, not on purpose. You did? Oh, yeah. My wife was feeding the baby. He must have been our first. was like three months old. And uh, she was feeding him. There was a high-speed chase on CNN, and I was totally glued to it. And I didn't realize – I had come out of the shower. I was sort of wrapped in a towel. I didn't realize that she handed me the baby. She's like, here, hold him. I got to go pee. I'll be right back. And I'll feed him on the other side. And I was yeah. just holding him. And then all of a sudden felt the most unusual sensation. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, ooh. It's like, what is that? And I looked down and he's like sort of – I'm like, first of all, what kind of terrible latch is that? Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, we need to have a talk about the sources of food. <clears throat> Question, have you ever tasted your wife's milk? No. Oh, that would be the first thing My I would do. My husband wants to put on his cereal. That would be the first thing I would do if I yeah. had a baby. And why, I would why, try why not? Best milk. Why I not? don't like milk in general. <laughs> I don't either, but I would drink my own breast milk. It tastes like sweet water. I love sweet my wife. Sweet water. Yeah, sweet water. I was going to bop again. You're going to bop again? Yeah, when you start <laughs> we should just sing this entire podcast like and just be like. For like a thousand years. <laughs> 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 so, um, oh, that's interesting. So then did you do part and part? What does that mean? With the feeding, like some breast milk, some. Yeah, so we got Infamil at, and this is no ad for Infamil, at the hospital. And I was like, this stuff is so bad for the baby. And then I realized that it's actually specifically designed for babies in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Um, did you taste the Infamil? Yeah, it tasted great. Oh, you did? I was like, condensed milk. That like, I put that, on my cereal that, all the time. Because <laughs> it's fortified. Um, yeah. But I didn't breastfeed for very long. I breastfed probably for three months straight. And then I just gave up because I was getting into some kind of depression from it because I just couldn't do it. I tried. I tried so hard and then just didn't work. Were you depressed because, like, of your own 
he just you want to do yeah. it. Was just my desire. I think a bit of both. I think mom shaming and yeah. we had this Russian woman, my husband's fantasy that went wrong, um, <laughs> coming over and like <laughs> like pumping my boobs and like trying to get the milk out and then it would come out and he's like this is so weird and everything I've wanted but not exactly right now and she would help me get some of the milk out but that's not how you pictured it as a kid he, did, mm-hmm. he didn't I don't think he pictured the Russian woman trying to milk physically me. milking yeah. you although I'm sure you know that's someone's fantasy someone yeah <laughs> one more download we'll probably yeah. get <laughs> so many downloads put that in the hashtags for yeah. the episode <laughs> yeah We are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 Soft Gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. How was the uh, end of the pregnancy itself, your first pregnancy? So you had a a big kid in there. It was pretty good. I mean, you know, I I wasn't prepared for the C-section. Like, I thought, okay, well, this is not such a big deal. I wanted to give a natural birth. I'll just be numb from my legs down. The baby will come out and we'll be hunky-dory. C-sections are no joke, guys. (laughs) I mean, they literally, I mean, I felt everything. What do you mean you felt everything? No pain, but I felt everything. I felt my intestines come out. I felt, I smelt my skin. I felt my liver being moved. I felt everything like pressure oh, i felt it all did you see it could you or was there a drape my husband took a video but um oh so you could see it afterwards yeah yay for me um <laughs> but I, fe- I felt everything just no pain but I fe- you, it, it, you can't really explain to someone what it feels like for your intestines to be moved outside of your body and put back in but i felt that it's so much more dramatic when you say intestines versus intestines. what we say what do, what do you say? say intestines intestines yeah <laughs> Bits like inside, bits. <laughs> you know, inside bits. Can't do Australia. Um, I just didn't. I just didn't think it was going to be that intense, really. And what, they, uh, did you want to have a cesarean? No. What happened? I wanted to have a beautiful natural birth. I was going to have a home birth. I went to birthing centers. I had a doula. My doula literally just took pictures of me screaming in the room. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and I don't. I don't want to freak people out about a C-section because I think that's unfair too. But my experience was, I think I was so shocked because everyone was like, oh, celebrities love to have C-sections because they keep their vaginas great. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it can't be so bad. And I was like, no, no, it's bad. Oh. And the pain I've had from my C-section for five years now is just crazy. So, you know, I'm really for trying. What do you feel still? I still feel numbness. I still feel pain. I have right scar tissue right in the incision. Oh, really? I can't do abs. 
Yeah, me um, and you both. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's like I really want to try a V-back with this one, you know. Why I want to ruin my the, stomach and my vagina. So first of all, why did you want – oh, yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do I you, ruin all of it? You might be here after the baby <laughs> saying, I love the cesarean <laughs> birth. <laughs> why did I ruin my vagina? Yeah, you'll probably say something like, vaginal birth is no <laughs> joke. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you get um, the beauty of both. <laughs> I know because my friend, some of my friends are like, "Vagina birth is so good." I bounce back, and then I have other friends who are like, "My vagina came out, like my insides came outside." Mm. And I was like, "I don't want that." I hope you birth. do like get pictures of that. Honestly, I was thinking if I went into labor, I'd call you. Me? But yeah, because you're take a doula, pictures? right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably just call you and be like, yo, I'm in birth. <laughs> I'm in labor. Please just come. I don't know what I'm doing. My husband's freaking out. Um, he's crying. Please just come. So. Well, of course I would come if, uh, unless I can't come. Hmm. Then I wouldn't. <laughs> I have a question for you. Why did you want home birth? Because that's like 2% or less that do that. I think I just wanted less invasion. I, like for me, hospitals always seem really invasive and all about, you know, drugs and injections and all that stuff. And I just felt like birth wasn't meant to be that. It was supposed to be, you know, again, coulda, shoulda, woulda, but it's supposed to be this beautiful, natural thing that happens. And, you know, I had the opposite experience for sure. Why did you end up in a cesarean birth? She was 10 and a half pounds. She was breached and she had the cord wrapped around her neck. Okay, that's a trio of things. Which Starting again, the, which again, like I know you can deliver that, but I, you know, everyone didn't feel comfortable with with the combination. Yeah. Did you know that she was larger? Oh yeah, yeah. They Did, told me they predict ten, ten yeah. and a half. They predicted like nine, but she was ten point five, so it's mm. like a, a big jump for she's, sure. Do you think she's an overachiever? Does she get that from you? Oh, yeah, her tooth just fell out, which is probably bad parenting because I'd probably given her too much sugar. But I'm like, you're first, baby, first yeah. in your class. <laughs> no, I wonder if my mother's proud. My hair's falling out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's so, tall, though. She's But my husband's not a giant. Like, he's not seven foot. He's like six two. You know, that's so. pretty tall. Yeah, but he's not like a giant. He's like, not a giant. Yeah. But he's tall. I mean, he thinks he's a giant, but. Debatable. <laughs> Some people would probably view him as a giant. What, um, did you do anything to try to get the. I heard a flip over? No, I never Nothing. even knew it was an option. Really? No. Nothing like medical? Until nothing I met holistic? you. No. Didn't, Didn't talk to her? You weren't like, and hey, then everyone baby. told you because this baby was breached and then everyone told me to go see you. Like, you're like this god in LA. It's like, <laughs> my friend was like, I have twins. Go see Dr. Berlin. I'm like, I've heard of him. I'm going in to see him. <laughs> I get like, uh, honestly, like t- seven of my friends told me to come see you. Wow. Money well spent and on my part. And then I saw you and I was like, so depressed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you did. The interesting thing is you came. Okay, so you're like, it's a second baby. Yeah. Uh, measuring large. My first one was breached. I'm giving birth in like breached. 10 days. I'm yeah. giving birth very soon. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, the schedule's kind of full. How about we come here or there? So like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. So you waited another week. Well, then my dog died. And then your dog died. I know. We had, we had oh. literally I had a flood. My husband had pneumonia. My dog died. The hardest thing to deal with was my husband having pneumonia. It was easier to get through the dog dying than my husband being sick. But uh, What kind of timeline are we looking at for all this that just happened? Oh, like two months. Like it was The just last nasty. two months of your well, life? My husband went and did a movie, and so I was by myself for two months of my pregnancy, and then the house flooded. So they had construction. Mm-hmm. They constructed the whole house when he was gone. 
it was just a disaster. And then he came back sick. I'm like, great, you've been gone, and now you come back and you're sick. Get up. <laughs> He's like, I'm dying. I'm like, you're not dying. You're fine. <laughs> Poor guy. I, I actually told him he had a man cold until the doctor said he had pneumonia. <laughs> I was like, you have a man cold. You need to get up and be a man. And I then they're that. like, he's dying of pneumonia. And I was like, oh, fine. It's probably only a small spot. <laughs> it's probably not all of your lungs. It's probably just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit not working. What? Uh, so, so walk me through your cesarean. I know it was not what you wanted, but you planned it, right, a certain date and time you go check in for your yeah, yeah, yeah. reservation. It's, it's very like checking into a hotel. Like literally 9 o'clock, she's out at 9.30. Whoa. It's efficient. Yeah. But the, the thing that I didn't expect was like you're feeling normal like we are, like jovial. And then you go in and then half an hour later you're just like dying. Like you feel like you're like completely cut open. You're bleeding. Like it's just – it just happens so fast and then you just feel – so unwell so fast. But I also sense. think for somebody who really wanted the polar opposite mm-hmm, experience, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a big trend. Tra- like someone who wants to have a cesarean and then goes in for the scheduled cesarean yeah. probably has a better experience typically. I really wanted this like kumbaya, beautiful home birth, like my husband holding me from behind, him crying, me crying, oh, baby just, comes just, out the music, and we're like, that's our baby, and then like, he's got skin to skin, I do, he's eating my placenta, <laughs> I'm eating my eating placenta. placenta, we have blood everywhere, Wait, and we're did like, you eat your placenta? I, well, I, I made it into pills, and then made everyone else try it, just so mm. I didn't die. So they were having placenta with breast milk? Yeah. Lovely. Is that good? You're supposed to have the placenta, Why I don't you know. You make a placenta just... breast milk smoothie this time. Probably, Ooh. and then I'm just gonna make. He doesn't. He's not a meat eater, oh. <laughs> but well, I think I'm just gonna make him eat it just to prove that he loves me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's about time he. Well, you didn't have to I'll kill be like, you to if eat you it, eat so. my placenta, you really love. I can. I can accept that you. All love the me. other things that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, this is the. Final, I sound like the best. Thing. I sound like the best wife. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming through all that, you're still you still have such an upbeat, jovial attitude, and you've overcome a lot in your life, and. You have a go-getter spirit. Yeah. What are your kind of what, – what are your tri- tips and tricks for the staying drive, positive? I just feel like if you're soldiers. not laughing, you're crying. I mean, like, yeah. honest. I know that sounds really depressing, but, I mean, what's the other choice, you know? It only sounds depressing if you're not laughing. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just feel like, you know, we all have – everyone has something. Everyone's struggling with something. Everyone, everyone has a battle that we don't know about. You know, I have my own struggles. Everyone does. And – we're all more alike than different, and I feel like you have a choice. You have a choice to feel negative or positive, and I do feel negative a lot of the time, but I try to switch it, you know? If I have a C-section with this baby, there's nothing I can do, and I'm going to have to accept that. And I was crying last night to my husband about it because I was like, I really don't want a C-section. And he's like, you have to just submit to the fact that, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be and it's going to be okay. And the most important thing is this baby's okay and you're okay. However she comes into the world, I think the first one was so hell-bent on it coming our way and our plan. And you realize it's just life is not always like that. And when you have so many things that you've gone through, you realize that you have no control over anything. Not really. You don't know what you're going to do when you wake up in the morning if you're going to get hit by a bus or <laughs> it's great. What, what, you don't know. So it's like the minute you let yourself lose control, the happier I think you'll be. Hmm. Oh, like in the roller coaster. Yeah, I don't do that because I have no control. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to be in control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it, exactly. but it's I – I hate them, but I went for my kids because I didn't want them to be – 
Like my dad's a wuss. Yeah. No, I didn't want that too. <laughs> I didn't want them to be worried about it. But uh, so I went, you know, I went on the small one because they were little. So I went on the small one. I was like, oh, it's not so bad. And then when I went on the bigger ones, I realized that if I'm holding on for dear life and like trying to step on the brakes, which don't exist, it's so much less more, yeah. enjoyable. And mm-hmm. then the first time I accidentally let go because I didn't want them to be afraid. I was like, wait a second, that was kind of fun. <laughs> and I was like, let's go again. <laughs> See, I hate flying. I had We had a bad flight where the plane lost all electrical power over the ocean. So we had like this kind of plane crash Wait a second, thing. You, you, you lost your TV feed? Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's wait, the only but, thing that gets me through flights. I'm just yeah. white knuckling and like, watching I don't like, believe. People show. are like, planes don't go down. I'm like, bull crap, they do. <laughs> so what um, happened with that? Wait a second. Uh, like, You're here. <laughs> when you yeah. say all electrical, you mean like. We were literally going over the ocean. Everything went black. And we lost 15,000 feet in two oh, seconds. God. Like, bam. So you just, And I realized my husband is really, he's half Jewish. Not that, you know, I can say this because, you know. He's Jewish. He's Jew-ish. Ish. Yeah. He's like really neurotic with little things. Like, oh my God, there's dirt on the floor. But when we're dying, he's strangely he's totally, he, he's cool, totally with cool with it. Oh. He's like, oh. we're fine. <laughs> I'm like, we're gonna die. So does he, he make a water landing? He's like, kumbaya. <laughs> so wait, um, so he has GJA with the little things. Generalized Jewish anxiety with the little things. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. De- with all the little things, but the big things, he's. The chillest. No like with this baby, I bled at 10, 10 weeks. Like I woke up completely bleeding. Ooh, and he scary. was just like, We're fine. Everything's good. And I'm like, We're losing the baby. Um, he's just really good with that stuff. But back to the planes. Yeah. yeah so you're so, in the plane just yeah. flying over the ocean. That's my least favorite part. Like when we go to Hawaii, which next week, yeah. the second you take off, you mm-hmm. see the land go behind you and then nothing until and you then get away. And it's a little dog. And then you're, and you're like, that oh, word that starts with F. You're, yeah, yeah, E-D. F, mm-hmm. E-D. So, you're F-E-D. Yeah. You're fed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're flying over you just water, be. like yeah. the blue stuff on the screen. Yeah. And then- We were two wh- hours out to Turkey, mm-hmm. and then they said, please get ready for landing. They said, please? Please get for land. They mean crash landing. They weren't like- They just said- Please secure They belts. were like Turkish. They were like, please get ready for landing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. That's a Turkish accent. Yeah. I'm like, we'll take it. I was we like, please know. get ready for landing. And we're like, what? And then they said that we were landing in an hour, and I'm like, we're over the ocean. And we actually landed in Nova Scotia in a football field <gasps> wow. with no – In a football field? It was like an – it was a military airport that turned into a football field okay. because there's nothing there. Uh-huh. Thank God the football field was with still no, there. Yeah, with no – Could you see the game? Or yeah, I, I was like, I was like, please, yeah. touchdown, touchdown. Um, touchdown. No <laughs> So we had no uh, no instruments or anything. We kind of just wow, you just yeah, eyeballed we it. We just skid and we stopped, and everyone was like, oh my god, we're alive. <gasps> and then we had eight and a half hours on that plane because we were in the middle of nowhere. They didn't open up the emergency side thing. I was like, I've always wanted to be on Lost, <laughs> and <laughs> now I am. Pitch that to them. This acting thing because this is real life. It's so much better. Yeah, I'm like, I'm living it. You know? Wow, that's terrifying. Amazing and then, pilots, though. Presumably, you had to get on another plane. Yeah, that landed next to us. Wow. On the field. And then you had to take off on the. I was the... so tired by then. I was like, if this happens twice, kill me. Like, I don't need, I didn't even care. Oh. The second one I got on, I was just like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. What are the odds? All right, it's time. We're going to take a little break. Don't go anywhere. We are going to be right back with Juliet and Pamela on the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. <laughs> Hey, 
Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, here with co-host Juliet and our guest, Tamman. Tamman like salmon. Pro- Pamela Sersak. Could be jamming. Could be jamming. <laughs> Uh, okay, now you're pregnant again. Mm-hmm. This baby was breached too, so there was no question you were going to have to have a repeat cesarean. That's what I was told, yeah. Up till very close to the end of the pregnancy. Till I found you. Yeah, then ah! you just, oh, oh, you do sing really beautifully. <laughs> so, and we didn't even talk about that. You sing. Mm-hmm. I do. Where did that start? Did you take lessons? Did you just uh, come just to it naturally? I was born with a lot of talent. Um, <laughs> I'm amazing. Um, I'm amazing. Extraordinary. Mm. Um, no, I was 17 years old and I was on a TV show in Australia called Home and Away, which Chris Hemsworth is from, all the girls who are listening to this. It's one of my favorites. Um, we were on at the same time. Um, I told my mom, I was like, should I date that guy? Nah. nah. <laughs> he's, he's Thor. I should have dated that guy. Sorry, sorry, husband. He's like, Jesus. Thor. Dated, um, not married. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Your baby would have been with Thor? I know. I'd be yeah. like, who's your baby's daddy? I'm like, yeah. Thor. <laughs> Thor's my baby daddy. That's why it's 10.5 pounds because it's Thor's baby. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> oh, singing. Oh, yeah, singing. So at 17, Sony BMG came to me and said, you know, I've heard you can sing, blah, blah, blah. We put on a show for us. So I, you know, had six songs, played the guitar, and they said, uh, sign her up. You know, I was naked when I was doing it, too. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. No. it's le- You're legal at 16 in Australia, so you can say that. Oh, well, Australia's um, different than here. Yeah, yeah. There's, They're a lot more fun down there. And you there. can drink at 18. It's like amazing. Everyone's like, we're just all um, uh, oh, yeah. convicts. You're convicts. No, yeah, convicts. Yeah. We're all convicts. You're just happy to be free. Yeah, we're all convicts. Don't you have beer that's like not actually You're actually wearing the uh, convict oh, stripes there. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to like represent. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, and then I they released two records, and then I decided that that's not wasn't my plan, and I've always been an actor since I was a kid. So I came here and, and started again. When you're a kid actor, do you start by taking acting lessons? How, how does that, like... I was acting since I was five. Just, like, acting up for my parents and lying. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, you know, I was in all the school plays, and I was, you know, I, I was doing shows and dance recitals, and, I mean, it was it, it was in my blood from a very young age. But you're such an introvert. You're so quiet and shy. I know. I'm really, really shy. really hard to get you out of yourself. <laughs> like... Have you been like that? It's so since funny. Like... I thought that I was. I told my husband I was an introvert, and then I was like, "No, I get. I I have social anxiety, so I don't love going to places. But once I'm there, it's like a pig in poop. Like I love it. Yeah, I just love it. If you're an introvert, I'm a turtle on the shell that never comes out. <laughs> my husband is more of an introvert. He likes to stay home. I have to drag him out. Sometimes. I love to stay home. You do like I'm to stay. Home. Yeah. Well, I think also because. I never know if the people I see when I'm out are people that I know or don't know because of my face oh, It's like right. a weird dynamic. Mm. Just walking through rooms. I should. And, I don't even have to ever put on makeup because it doesn't. You'll never be like, oh, she looked really nice that day because it doesn't matter. I can remember if you look nice or not. I just can't remember what it looked like. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Do you remember your family? No, not even my own face. Are you kidding me? No, I can't. I can't. Draw Is that my real? Face. I think so. Is that real? No, he's making it up just today. Are you just on drugs? (laughs) This water is delicious. So, uh, (laughs) all right, pregnant again. Did they give you things you could do this time to try to get the baby to turn around? My doctor said that the baby would not turn and that she was stuck. So I was incredibly miserable, and I contacted all my friends, and they all told me to go to you. 
And I was, I just didn't believe it. I just didn't, it's not that I didn't believe in you. I just didn't believe in miracles, I think, because um, it would have, to me, felt like a miracle. And I went to you and it was not fun. Mm. <laughs> not that what you do is not fun, but like, you know, you have to open up some of your hip joints to get that, you know, it's pelvis. Intense. It's intense. Yeah. And not like fun intense. Um, and then I went back like the week after I saw you and the doctor was like, the baby's head's down. And I started crying. It's a mystery. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, you still might have to have a C-section. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why, though? Yeah. Well, because she wasn't laughing. So. Oh. Well, I might still have to have a C-section yeah. because there is, and Dr. Berlin can talk about this more than I can, but there's a chance of uterine rupture when you have a C-section because of the scar. Oh. And the problem with the uterine rupture is that when it does happen, although rare, it's catastrophic. The baby dies. Whoa, 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 whoa! The Back baby goes into the baby Back goes up. into <laughs> see, no, he's I'm like, like no. you're having a C-section. Okay. The baby goes into <laughs> it's the, just not that baby black and the, white. Baby goes into the the abdomen. No, it's not that black and white. Yeah. First of all, see, I told you you have more. <laughs> we have an episode called VBAC Facts, yeah. and Jen Camel from VBACFacts.com talks really a lot about the actual stats, right? With any delivery type, there is some risk and there's, mm-hmm. there are some benefits. And uh, with the VBAC, the specific risk that exists that doesn't typically exist outside of VBAC is that the scar in the uterus where, yep. where it was sewn back together may not hold up during the pressure that mm-hmm. builds up in there during labor. And if it starts to separate, mm-hmm. then it can create a problem for you. When it separates, it could just thin out, thin out, thin out, and slowly separate open, which is different than a big pop. Rupture. Mm. And the big pop is the rupture. So do you know the odds of that happening? In, 3%? Uh, one half of 1%, I believe, is the current stat. One so half what of 1%, happened? Which is not zero, so it's important yeah, to mm-hmm. know that there is a risk there. But it's like that's like the same as saying as roughly one in two hundred. But that's of the scar separating at all. That turning into whatever you said, baby dying, also is not a, a direct correlation. Like yeah. when they find it, they go do an emergency cesarean and, and take the baby out. It could go downhill. Mm-hmm. All the way downhill, but um, it's not so clear cut. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. And I was told, funnily enough, that my doctor actually two weeks ago. She went past her due date, this woman, and she really wanted to be back. And it was a huge labor. It went on for two days. And he was like, I really want to do a C-section. She'd already had a C-section. And the woman said, I agree with you. I think we should. And while they were in the operating room, it ruptured. Oh. And the baby ended up. No, the baby ended up in the abdomen. Oh, yeah. That's what could happen. And I think what happens is doctors have thousands of births and nothing goes wrong. And it's like anything in life. Like you have that one that does and it freaks you out for every other birth. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that then it pushes other people's agenda onto your birth plan because of the one thing. It's like my plane crash story. How many times have I taken planes? I mean, mean, I've traveled to 56 countries, but I'll always remember that plane flight, you know. Right. Because of you, I'm just going to go on a canoe from now on. (laughs) I'm down with that. But I think that's what happened. I think that's what happens with doctors is they they yeah. see they see so much good, but it's like one bad, and then it's kind of like the blanketed sure. statement for everyone. 
Right. But of course, then sometimes you end up intervening in places where you cause something to go wrong that wouldn't have gone wrong right. had you not intervened. But it's more controlled. Right. And so they like to typically like to have control. They'd rather control things versus let nature have its way with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think the choices that they make, that they encourage you to make, are the same ones they would make from them, themselves and their own families. That's what he know. said. Yeah. yeah, it's coming from a, a genuine spot. Yeah. But it, when you take a step back and just look at risks of all the options, that's the only way you can really make an informed choice. So my baby's head being down now, we've probably cut out a crap load of risk now, right? Versus from, being breached? Yes, mm-hmm. after C-section. Well, yeah, there's, there's different risks for breech babies than there are for VBAC ba- you know, births. Yeah. So you don't have those anymore. Yeah. So the thing that scares me now is I have a week before I have a scheduled C-section, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your favorite thing to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait to be there at 6 a.m. and be inflicted pain. Um, that sounded kind You're of not even interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a Yelp review? I was like, <laughs> I should hear more yelling. Um, yeah, our premise, by the way, is that babies want to be head down at the end of pregnancy. Yeah. We don't do anything to physically. No, you didn't baby. even touch the baby. Yeah, it's just opening up the the things that are could be tied around your low yeah. back, hips, and pelvis with massage and trigger point adjustments. And if the baby wants to go there, the baby will go. And if not, not. So what happens? Like, how if I said to you, I'm trying to avoid the C-section. I want to go into labor or try to. What mm-hmm. would you do? No, I, not a pop, whole lot. Pop, I can't my, pop my water. But, no, no, it's the same same things we were already doing. Now we want the baby to drop down and engage into your pelvis naturally. So it's the same thing getting into those uh, muscles and tendons <laughs> that are tight. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we, you don't have to do inversions anymore, which I know you didn't love. Oh, and God. And things like that. Um, so it's just, for my job, it's just making your, your body drop. around the baby more biomechanically functional. Um, from your job, it's like a lot of walking and just, you know, maybe some squatting, just different things you can do to help gravity mm-hmm. bring your baby down and put pressure against your cervix. Once there's pressure against your cervix, then you might start to have uterine contractions and then it's a positive feedback loop from there. What? Do you believe in spicy food and sex? I believe in both of those things. No, I mean, not all in general. Times. At all times. I mean, not like tonight. Yeah. I'm just saying like to get labor started. Um, I thought you'd never ask. So <laughs> uh, do I believe in them? I don't know. Uh, sex makes sense on certain levels because it's like uh, a lot of friction. Well, it's oxytocin, right? That drives labor and that also sort of drives intimacy. Mm-hmm. So the thought, I think, is that once you're Blood is surging with oxytocin. Maybe your uterus will contract. My husband's like, woo! (laughs) He's over there. I think he's sleeping. (laughs) He's like, no. I don't want to have said more sex with you. He's saving energy. (laughs) Nap time. He's an energy saver, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think that that's part A. Part B is maybe pressure against your cervix. Mm -hmm. It's your cervix stretching that releases oxytocin also for labor. So maybe stretching Mm -hmm. your cervix a little bit. Uh, Spicy food, I don't know. But tastes good. Yeah, tastes people good. do it. <laughs> What's what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other than heartburn all night. Right. And like, it sounds like a great evening. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, those are just the things you can do, and just wait and see what happens. What your body okay. does, what your baby does. You've never had labor, so this will be new. I know, and I'm so excited for it, and I almost feel like I'm an idiot. You know, why? Because of wanting to get into that situation. Well, and not to like bring the podcast down, but I had two miscarriages back to back. And the Mm -hmm. first one, I kind of went into labor. This is between. 
So Phoenix between Phoenix, so we waited four years, like four and a half years, we decided to have another baby. Um, we are, I can't imagine what people go through with infertility. We got pregnant. Every time we've got pregnant, it's been the first time. So we got pregnant the first time with the second baby, and we we grew her or him. I'm glad we didn't find out the sex for some reason. I think it would have been harder mm. till over three months. That's so not like you. I know. <laughs> I was going to find out. Mm-hmm. I was just like it was the next. It was actually the next appointment we were going to mm-hmm. when we found out that the baby's heart stopped. But we were like over three months, and we chose to birth the baby at home with pills, and the baby came out in a sack with an umbilical cord and little oh, feet wow. and like little eyes and everything. And the whole experience was so traumatic. But the birth of it, even though it wasn't obviously a full-term birth, it was incredible. I can't even explain it. Like I went into contractions. It was almost like letting the pain go in a way as well mm-hmm. because I was in pain. Mm. And then the baby came out like like you know, it's a fetus. It's not a baby. And like came out and then my husband was there and he held me. And it was just really quite beautiful. And then I had a lot of sadness and depression after that. But um, the actual experience was quite beautiful. And I said to my husband, I said, wow, imagine if like my birth could be like this. Like it was the first feeling of what contractions felt like. Mm. Obviously not as intense, obviously, but it was just a really, you know, everything opened up and, the you know, it came out and we were at home and it just felt better than a C-section, you know. Mm. Even though it was sad, it felt better than a C-section. That was your first miscarriage? First, and then we had one litter, and then I got pregnant straight away. <laughs> I've been pregnant for so long. <laughs> and then we had, and then we didn't know. So the baby was developing, then it wasn't, then it was, and it wasn't. Then I was like eight weeks, and it said six weeks, and it was 10 weeks. And every time I went back, the baby was fine, then not fine. And then we actually moved house, and the day we moved house, we lost that baby as well. Oh wasn't as traumatic as the first one, I think, because A, we had been through it, and B, yeah. it wasn't as big. As advanced, yeah. <clears throat> so it was more of just a shock, and then we stopped, we st- we decided for two months, you know, let's not do this, you know, when we have sex, let's just do it because we love each other. That's weird. And um, <laughs> instead <laughs> of trying to make a baby. Pace of the two of you. <laughs> um, and we didn't even have sex anywhere near my ovulation. And this baby is coming next week. So oh, look at that! How how long did it take you to to feel like yes, this this one's here? Because after having this two miscarriages, yeah, oh, did you not trust it for a while? I honestly think probably two weeks ago was the first time I was like, "Holy crap, I'm having a baby!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Yeah, like yeah. I I didn't connect to this baby for so long. You think it's a defense mechanism? Oh like my protection? god! Like I I think my husband did too. Like it's funny because I w- I would be like, Are "You connected to this baby?" He's like, "I'm you know I'm trying," and I was like, "I'm trying too." Like, and then it's almost like when she turned, I felt like we were communicating. I know that mm-hmm. sounds really weird, but I was like, I felt like we were like, we were like had each other's backs. She was like, "I got gotcha. you," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. You're in there, and we're like hearing, we're like speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. I have your backs as well. And you do. <laughs> it's my thing. But until she could survive on her own, was when I started to go. This is real. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. That's such a beautiful story. Yeah, I think you know it took me a long time to share it, and I realized if I can make one person feel less alone, because I thought something was wrong with my body, and it happens so much, and it's one in four, and I've been pregnant for. Almost a year and a half now, like on and off. Like, like an elephant. Had... Exactly. <laughs> I feel yeah. like an elephant. Yeah. 
Um, so once this baby's born, we're going to take a little break. You are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no uh. sex for you. <laughs> no. It's okay. It sounds like you've built up a reserve. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. I have a, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'm sorry. It's been such a challenging yeah. journey. And yeah. you're, you are, despite all that, so positive and upbeat all the time. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel bad about myself, so thank you. Oh, my God. I hate myself so much more than you think. Don't worry. <laughs> but you're not excited for labor, so, like, you're also a little crazy. It's great. I'm just excited to, like, let my body do its thing. Mm-hmm. So just, like, straight out, you have no idea how this baby is coming out of you. No. You'd like it to go one way. I would like it. I would like a natural birth. for it to go one way that you yeah. didn't have last time. Yeah. Um, but it might go the other way. Yeah. Are you comfortable now with whichever way it goes? I think because she's turned and I have options, I'm now just going to let it be. Let it ride. And I felt like last week when I had no options, I was really depressed about the outcome because mm. there was no choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now if the baby doesn't descend and she's still up there and my cervix is closed and we're getting closer to the due date and there is that small risk, for me, I'm probably going to go, you know what, we'll have a C-section. I'm not the kind of person who's going to – as much as I do want that beautiful birth at home, I'm not going to push it to the end of the end just to, like, give myself that experience. Have you listened to our episode called The Gentle Cesarean? Yeah. Okay. About, like, the putting on the baby and... Just in general, like, a more empowered, sacred, mm-hmm. beautiful birth, even though it's cesarean, abdominal, not vaginal. Yeah. Um, and I only say even though because I know how much you want it to be mm-hmm. a vaginal birth. To still, like, not lose sight of the fact that that magical moment in yeah. time, this baby comes through your body into this world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, despite your intestines, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the table, it could still kind of be a magical moment. It's funny. I was so angry with my first daughter being born the way she was. And yet when they put her to my face and I can get choked up and I wrote a whole article about this and I kissed her lips, I was like, I've known you my whole life. And, like, it didn't matter how she entered the world and mm-hmm. how angry I was anymore. It's just, like, she was mine and I had – like, she was in my dreams and my desire. Like, she'd been there my whole life and it didn't matter that my intestines were on the table <laughs> at that point, you know. And um, I'm not angry anymore to have a C-section again. I'm not angry. But it is a lesson in letting go and we all have those lessons. And, um, you know – Let it go. And I think dying is the biggest one. I used to freak out so much about dying, but isn't dying just letting go? Oh and it's God. just like, you know, I used to freak out so much and I used to have, you know, panic attacks about it at night. And, you know, you just have to, there's nothing you can do. You just We're have to let die. it go, you know? We're all going to die. Hopefully. Well, that's the most annoying part is that there's no getting out of it. Well, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, not necessarily a bad thing. Like, that's just the way nature is. Everything that's mm-hmm. born. Gets bigger, reproduces, and dies. Like, that's the yeah. general life cycle. I listened to this podcast. I don't believe and, in them. Yeah. And this guy said that he just believes it's a whole different experience and a whole different plane. And for some reason, that gave me peace. Whatever that means to the people listening is, like, there's just a different experience than something, you know. I just we wish I could talk to a few people who, you know, I know. I just and, <laughs> Yeah, just bring, you know, bring them in on the podcast. It'd be you, great, you guys. Know? What, was, uh, what was it like out there? I do have three more things I must talk to you about before we call it night. Number so one, this picture I found on the internet. <laughs> oh my God, why are you looking at my... Well, it's just I'm going through your beautiful feed online <laughs> on your Instagram. It kept me up all night. Yeah. And I found this post about you going through family pictures and took you back to where you... Uh, you look different than you look now. I was 200 pounds, yeah. How old were you then? 15, 14. Wow. And um, what changed? 
Are you even 200 pounds now with the baby in you? Are you kidding? That is, no. I'm like 150, 157. That's what I'm saying. They're like, no, you're two people. What do you mean I'm 200 pounds? That's just what guys say. They don't really know what they're talking about. Um, You know, I had a very good family life. We immigrated from South Africa when I was five years old, and we came to Australia. And I think we just felt really unsettled as a family because we left everything that we knew behind. So Mm -hmm. I think we all... You know, I looked at some pictures of my mom and dad recently, and I was like, oh, my gosh, guys, we're all so big. We needed to go on a walk or something. (laughs) And I think we just turned to food as comfort. And, you know, I think back in the day then, food wasn't so taboo as it is now. Like, you gave your kids, like, after you finished school, you gave them a bread roll and some, like, candy and that was it. Like, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you're juicing your kid's no, juice like, at home with your hands. Cool. Like, I, you know, if I give her an ice cream, I'm like, I'm the worst mother. Adaptogens. Um, I can't oh, even yeah. I'm like, give her maca. She'll Collagen. feel better about herself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, spirulina. It's good. It's got vitamin B12. But how did you transform? It was, it was a food problem. So for me, you know, it wasn't really rocket science. It wasn't a thyroid issue. It wasn't, you know, I just stopped eating crap. Like I just exercised and stopped eating crap. C-R-A. try the tamin method. But I was teased a lot. And I think that that actually shaped who I am now because I didn't get a lot of attention when I was a kid. So I became the funny fat girl. Like that was my thing. So to get attention from boys or get attention from other kids, I wanted to entertain them. So for me, you know, you can look at your past as like all these negative things that you go through or gifts. And I think that being overweight and being teased so much gave me empathy for people, Mm. gave me an understanding of like health and how it works. And also gave me the gift of entertainment. Like, I I wonder if I was a kid who, like, had the best hair and, you know, the best boobs and best body and, like, had all this attention. I wonder if I would have tried to use my other skills or just have used sort of that as a kid. Mm -hmm. So for me, I look back and, and then I got attention. Like, I lost the weight and I got a lot of attention at 18 didn't really know how to handle it, so I slept with everyone. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sort of. Um, just kidding. Not really. Um, not I everyone. had a little crazy period from like 18 to 21. I met my husband at 21. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> on the brakes. <laughs> or like, I would have had a few more children. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, and it took me years of therapy to love myself again, you know, because I was always the, the funny fat girl, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes you see that in the mirror. You still look at yourself and you're like, but after Phoenix, I don't I don't really think about my body very much anymore. Not really. Other than a vessel and a something that's pretty awesome of what it's achieved. But I don't look at myself and go, oh, I need the perfect butt and I need the perfect abs. I mean, it just sounds kind of boring. Yeah. Well, life, life takes you know what on I mean? a whole like, meaning. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, those kitties I want to like do other things. I don't really care about my abs as much. Well, I, you know, I, I was uh, the funny fat boy when I, yeah. when I was younger. <laughs> so now I'm going to do the, the, the damn Stop eating crap, Mathen. <laughs> or try to squeeze a baby out of me. One of the exactly. Two, so I'm well, whatever comes anymore. first, you know. Um, can we talk about what you're what you're up to now? Your newest yeah. projects. Oh, first of Lord. all, I mean, you're in bed with everybody on YouTube. I am. Yeah. It's like I've gone back to being 18 again. What is that about? Yeah. So I've been in front of the camera for 20 odd years, and I really, my mom was a director back in South Africa for television. 
And I realized I just love being a control freak. <laughs> so I actually directed my first show with Sony. Um, it's called Aussie Girl. And we're looking right now at which network it's going to sit on. We've got some really wonderful bites, which is loosely based on my life from a girl coming from one country, being successful, coming here, and no one cares, <laughs> which I think is a lot of people's story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny, and it's irreverent, and it has heart. So, you know, that's that's something I'm really working on. Um, we have a film called Wailing, which my husband and I co-directed. We almost killed each other on. <laughs> but we realized that we can do it. My husband's like, I never want to direct with you again. <laughs> um, so, or direct you again. So we have that coming out. This we're submitting to all the festivals, so hopefully that'll go through that route. Wailing. Wailing. It's a it's a dysfunctional brother and sister who come to terms with each other and themselves when their mother passes away, and they uh, have to bury her ashes somewhere really obscure. Mm. So it's about family and death, and you know, well, cheerful. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. So it's just, well, like it's a totally cheerful film. Well. It's your, it's your, like, <laughs> yeah. bubbly personality. Put it on your Netflix. <laughs> Um, so we have that, and then we have a big project that um, I'm co-writing. Uh, it's an, actually an Australian film. It's based on an Australian legend, um, not legend, like a, a legendary person in Australia. Was so it I, you? And her name mm-hmm. was Tamara. Tam. Um, and I actually get to play her, so it's, oh, wow. it's super exciting. Oh, my my husband is probably going to direct me in that again. But oh, I, awesome. I, Good. You know, after two babies and, you know. We're, we have no prenup, so we're kind of yeah. stuck. No, that kind of stresses um, So I'm just going to have to just accept whatever he yeah. says when he directs <laughs> me in that. And then, um, yeah, I have a show in bed with Tamman, which is celebrities get in bed with me, and you know we shoot the crap. Um, is there a particular celebrity you're dying to get in bed with? I just did Kelly Rowland, uh-huh. which is I don't know why people open up. It's, I think it's because I get them drunk and I'm not drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, "Let me show you Kegels in bed," and I'm like, <laughs> "This is not what I thought this would be like." Um, I'm doing one right now. Yeah, I would love to get Melissa McCarthy. Oh, oh yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, Let's make it we, happen. We heard Shout that, out. We heard that people were like maybe but we don't know um and then i'm starting a podcast because of what? you guys yeah i start <laughs> next month yeah. what's it do you know what it's gonna be called it's called women on top oh nice so in one night you could be in bed with tamina and then yeah. listen to women on top and it's just you know i think right now where we're at with females it's like in women they're sort of women are so supercharged mm-hmm. at like telling their stories and i think for so long we've been told that we can't or we've been marginalized in some way and so it's been really exciting to share people's stories and women's stories and, you know, realize that we're all kind of in this together. And, you know, when women come together, I feel like we're invincible. I love men. I love men. <laughs> but I think it's it's the woman's time right now. And I think that's super exciting. And there's nothing sexier than a man also supporting that it's the woman's time. That's I think it's, it's it's exciting. Well, I'm glad to see you're keeping busy. Yeah. I have nothing on, guys. So. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming thank on you. and sharing so much amazing personal journey and growth. I mean, it sounds like everything that happens to you kind of like bounce back and learn from it and yeah. and somehow get stronger. Try. It's hashtag inspiring. <laughs> Can you please make me go into labor next week? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not laughing, you're crying. Because I'm not in labor right now. I'll do what I can. Yeah, I was hoping for a big gush with all that Damn. fluid. I, I just, I just want to be the the most downloaded mm-hmm. podcast of yours. So, like, I really am trying. We to, have like, like another like three minutes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. To, no pressure. I just, I'll just fake it. Oh my god, guys, my heart just broke. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think it's happening. Ah! <laughs> is that what they sound like when you're in labor? You're going to find out. <laughs> they do on TV. <laughs> oh.
Uh, well, thanks so much for being here. Juliet, thanks for joining us Absolutely. as well. This has been fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you. Hopefully the first of many. And uh, where can we find you guys online? At Tem and Sersok. Right, your show's yeah, also on Awesomeness TV. It's um... yeah. So my my YouTube is at Tam and Sursock. <laughs> my Facebook is at Tam and Sursock. Mm. My Instagram is at Tam and Sursock. That wasn't taken, and, huh? Um, yeah. Huh. No, it was, and we actually went into Instagram, really? and it was so cool. It was like we were like with God because I literally said, um, "Instagram people, they have my name like on Instagram," and he literally in ten seconds got my name for me. Wow. It was so cool. <laughs> and the person was super pissed. Yeah, yeah. She was like, what about my 20,000 followers? <laughs> I was like, that's my name. Was that, was that their real name? No, no it wasn't no, their they name. Just they, were just, they were just you. being oh, me. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to mock you. Yeah. They were like pretending to be me. So. Yeah. You know you've made it when people <laughs> pretend to be you, right? Well, we know where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> And Juliet, where can yes. we find Life Reflected? Oh, Life Reflected. You can find it um, on the – it's a YouTube show, so just look for Life Reflected um, for Juliet Lamar. And then you can find the website, which is www.reflected.life. Reflected.life. I see what you did there. And you see what I did there, yeah. Changing it up. Mm-hmm. At home, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you like our program, tune in to informedpregnancy.com for boatloads of information about pregnancy and parenting. Whoa! Doctor, doctor, give me the news I got.